Instagram. Well, hi, welcome. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And I'm trying this again tonight. So I've got Instagram going over here. So if I start to look up that direction, it's not that I'm ignoring you. It's not that I don't care about you. But some of you I may not care about it. But we'll find out. It just depends on how you treat me. But I've got people up here on Instagram. And you guys, you can't see my guests, but I will post this show on Instagram later. Super good looking dude. And you're going to really wish you'd seen Thomas Jordan. But you know what? You're just going to have to trust me. I can't even draw pictures of him, but there's no way of doing this without it. But you'll get the conversation. I want your comments is what I'm looking for up here from you um, because um that's what we're looking for for the show. Tonight we're going to talk about it's not exactly what I said in the lead because you have to fool the media people because otherwise they throttle you back. They go, oh, oh Rick's on. And they try to throttle you back. But tonight we're going to talk about the media, the legacy media. Why won't they cover the Elon Musk story? Um, we're going to get into all of it. So anyway, our sponsors tonight, Chris Daniel Family Dentistry, Michael Bratlin, the doctor. Um, he doesn't care if you're vaccinated. He will see you no matter what. Um, right now, your deductible, you probably use most of your deductible uh, for the year. And so now you have that tooth that hurts. You have a, a crown that you know needs to be replaced. You have a filling that needs to be replaced. Now's the time to check on that. Get the use up. Come on, their insurance is going to pay for it. So you can do that right now. They also do dentures. No, I don't have any. I don't need any. These are all my teeth. But some people have issues and need one denture or two or a whole set. They do that. They have a dentures on staff now. They do that for you and for you. Um, hi, Lawrence, Lorise from Philomath. Um, and our other sponsors, Buck Sanitary Service. The buck stops here. That's their motto. And that's what our motto is, too, is it starts with you guys. It doesn't start with anybody else. You can't blame anybody else. I know the regressives like to blame everybody, but we don't blame people here. You take responsibility for your own actions and you do it. And uh, Buck Sanitary Service, they offer all kinds of stuff. I'll show you at the end. Really cool porta potties, but they also do showers and that kind of thing for people. So it's a great place to go. So you ready to start? Should we start our conversation? Let's do it. Let's get going. Thomas, how's that? Dude, how is that for coming on, huh? I was going to say, what an intro. I mean, even the ads were cool. I mean, they, I, that was awesome, man. So you guys, this is Thomas Jordan, and he worked in uh, Eugene as a reporter for a while. And um, he, he called me the other day or, or texted me. Nobody calls anybody and said, Rick, would you come on my podcast? He teaches people how to do podcasting. Two days and it'll be impossible to buy a gun in Oregon. No, it's not. You guys will be fine. I will be reading, Thomas, I will be reading comments as people do That's it. That's cool. Any updates on 114? Gosh, I, you guys, I am sorry. I don't know at this point. I'm in Montana and I can carry and I don't even have to have a permit. I know I'm rubbing it in sort of. But, um, you know, that's what that's that's I don't have an update on 114 yet at this time. I saw something earlier today, but I haven't seen anything like that. Thomas, for you, that's the measure that makes it so we have now the most restrictive uh, gun rules in Oregon of any state in the country. And it requires all this extra bullshit that you have to do. Um, which isn't going to matter because, um, in fact, that's some of the stuff Thomas and I are going to talk about. So Thomas is a reporter. Now he teaches people how to podcast. He's worked in L.A. and television and all that. Wrote me and said, have you seen what's going on? Let's talk about the media and what they are and aren't doing. So, Thomas, in your day, back in the day when you were reporting, you see what's going on. What do you think? 
The the fr- it's 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 actually quite sad, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because when I first started, I started in Grand Junction, Colorado, as a weather guy slash reporter. Did the same thing in Eugene, Oregon, Traverse City, L.A. But the reason I was getting into news was to eventually get into entertainment. I wanted to cover celebrities, and I did. But learning news, it was just so interesting because they were just, they harped, even in Mark, the smallest of markets, whether it was Eugene or Grand Junction, Traverse City, Michigan, they harped on those facts. Like you had to actually like verify stuff before it went out. You mean verify your facts and make sure you're going on? Okay, wait a second. Real quick, I've got Ruben Garcia. He's one of our regulars. Judge granted one month extension to figure out how to serve people. Uh, so that's what's happened on 114. I'm going to trust uh, Ruben because I know who he is. So that's where it is with uh, Measure 114, a one-month extension to try to figure out how to serve people. So here's the funny thing, Thomas. They, Oregon votes in this ballot measure barely. There's no funding for it. There's no the, – the sheriff's departments have to do – have to operate it. They have no budget to operate it. They have no – idea of a plan to operate it at this point because they don't have time they're too busy trying to take care of the other things they have and i think that's the whole reason that this thing is even out there is because they want to cause more problems more tape more red tape and um and make it even more difficult for people to have a gun you know it's interesting well as you know um all the criminals follow the laws right so (laughs) when that when that happens yeah we're it's like get That's not even the point, but it's just like, even it's so funny because I haven't been in Oregon in almost 10 years and already my news brain is kicking in. I know nothing about this proposition or whatever, but when I was there, I remember covering a story where the jails were uh, letting criminals out because of overflow. And I remember sitting at this, I can't remember if it was in Lane County or not, but like we got to walk through the jail and like being in the drunk tank is not like being in jail. Like it was just this vibe when you walked in and those doors shut, it's just like this chilling vibe. And I'm like, okay, well this is creepy. Uh, But we sat there in front of the gates and when they opened the doors, you just see the scum of Eugene Springfield flood out and these cops are pissed. And I'm sitting there. It's like, how is this even possible? Like how, Connie How, says they still are letting people out. That's ins- that's insane. And I- Thomas Governor Kate Brown, she re- she released some of the she released murderers, um, people who had murdered and raped people, people who had cut other people up into pieces. I mean, she she did all this uh, releasing of this, and and the people and, and they and they still voted in Kate, uh, Tina Kotek. So go back to what we were talking about. Um, in terms of media, when you were starting, you and I, we had to check facts. I just saw this thing yesterday with Elon Musk. And apparently um, I was watching, listening to some radio today. And they said the legacy media isn't even talking about this story, which is huge. This is a big story that 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 the government was colluding with big tech, Facebook, Instagram, t- uh, tw- Twitter, presumably the, the latter two, the other two, but Twitter for sure. And, 
and changes and this could very well have changed the outcome of an election and the legacy media just acts like it's nothing and now today trump gets and his team get slapped because they um they were tax evading which they should it should be a story but that's all over the news but but they don't cover anything when it's on against uh, their candidate which is just amazing to me we would have never got away with that no and it used to it almost was like cool in the news industry to not post the story first because let's just say let's just say somebody like got shot or like somebody got hit by a car and there was like every other news outlet was like oh reporting so and so died it was almost like you'd almost as a news person you want to hold on to it until you talk to the coroner, you talk to your source at the hospital, you talk to the public information officer at the police station to have them verify that somebody is literally standing there over them being like, now they are. Because that happened, it didn't happen in my market, but I've heard it many stories where one station held out and everybody else had to do a retraction, which is hilarious. We talked about this earlier. Like it used to be a big deal if you retracted because that means you didn't hold like you didn't yeah you didn't hold the standard so and it's just so crazy because news doesn't stop and that's another thing it's like they people need to understand especially in local news local news people don't get paid that much i'm sure people at walmart and home depot get paid more than a lot of these journalists and you got to remember like these stories have to come out like no matter how serious it has to be pushed out for the five pushed out for the six pushed out for the 10, like these stories have to go out no matter what. So it's like, just think about that from like a logical standpoint, you have somebody not making that much money trying to gather all the facts. It's like almost like if you were in high school trying to like scramble all these facts together, put it together, shoot it, write it, edit it and make sure everything's fine. So it's like, well, wouldn't yeah. you be, if, if you saw this, wouldn't you be like, in a newsroom asking the questions, Hey guys, um, wouldn't you be asking the questions? How come we're not covering this? Yeah. Why is this? But it's, it, it's, it's, and it's so biased and so um, hypocritical to get on and, 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 and they're so blind. I, I don't think they even see. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, think some people think it's a concerted effort. I just think they think that um, I remember covering stories where people like, let's say abortion, um, that there were so many people in the newsroom who felt that, you know, the abortion rights were, you know, take off their media hat and, and then they were important and you had to have them. So sometimes the facts kind of went out the door where it was like, we're, you know, this is the right thing to do. And I think it's become so much like that now is it doesn't matter if it's anti-Trump or anti-anything. We have to stop these people from doing this. They think Republicans are so wrong and Trump is so wrong. Um, that they're letting their own per- person, President Biden, get away with, 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 I mean, yeah. this is, this is sanity that well, people are talking about. I can't believe people just aren't talking about it. There's, there's more story, not just the Elon thing. I mean, these are just like huge stories. Like we talked about this earlier, like the Epstein thing, or even like an even bigger story that no one really talks about besides that. you yeah, Everyone would think like the Hunter butter Hunter Biden laptop was a thing. What about the diary? I don't know if you heard. Have you heard about this diary that Project Veritas got? I don't. It's bad. There is alleged. From who? Who had whose diary is it? Well, Project Veritas got it. It's Biden's daughter's diary. 
somebody got it like oh before. yeah 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 I remember. that there was there was like a there was an alleged accusation that 46 essayed his own daughter and i remember seeing it when it broke and i was like oh like this is this isn't right and left anymore you're talking if this is true you're talking like some major stuff here and then all of a sudden like the fbi confiscates all of his hard drives it's like when that happens you know you're on a track but the problem is i went back to look at it like look for the video that i saw and it was gone and once again i want to make it very clear this isn't a right and left thing like same thing if it happened to 45 i'd be like what like here's some huge stories here so they're just getting brushed somebody on here says definitely not left and right is government against we the people i mean it does feel like that because i was listening to jordan peterson this morning which this is an episode if you guys are a fan or not, you should check this out because he was talking with a scientist who wrote a paper on, and the whole topic is the origin of COVID. And it was fascinating because neither he, he's not sure of anything. He's, he says, but now what it's become is if you believe it was, it was birthed in the food court, then you're a lefty. If you believe that it was birthed in a lab, you're a right winger. And, and he says, and we don't know where it was birthed, but what we need to find out, we need to be asking these questions so we know where it was, so we can keep it from happening again. But rather than do that, everybody's too busy discounting people because, oh, well, if you believe that, then you're this. And, and, that, and I think that's partially the media's fault because they've taken sides on stuff. And you are not. And you and you and I, when we were reporters, you couldn't, you weren't supposed to take a side on anything. In no. fact, if your news director saw that it even looked like you were, you know, you had two like an opinion had, piece. If right. If you had two sound bites from one side and only one from the other, you were kind of you're, you're shit you're you were in shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, I mean, even with this Elon thing, it's just like any of these big stories, like in Atlanta, like right now, the whole Herschel Walker, um, Warnock thing is, yeah, is happening. But so get this though, like, I'm not, it's so funny because like I got into news only to get into entertainment, but I found out my brain works like a news person. Right. So I'm sitting there and I never watched the news. I think I saw it on Facebook or something. I can't even remember what it's called, but in Georgia, they have like, um, like a Stonehenge type situation somewhere in some like small County in Georgia. It's, it's killing me. I grew up here and I can't even remember what it's called, dude, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, it exploded, exploded. Right. And it was, huh? What exploded? The, the, like, do you know what Stonehenge is? Like yeah. it was supposedly made by aliens. They, Georgia has its own version okay. of that I think, here. I think Oregon or Washington has one of those too. So yeah. it exploded, exploded out of nowhere. And it was a blip on the radar. I'm like, what? So for me, if I was going to go cover that story, I would go into that small town, go door to door and figure out what happened. And then it's like, go to the police and be like, what is this? Like maybe right. even try to get in touch with like FBI, like you've got to dig. And that's part of what I teach. That's why we were talking about. That's part of my deeper purpose because right now I help course creators generate leads for their business with podcast interviews. But part of my deeper purpose though, is to question everything. If something feels funny, like if something explodes out of nowhere in the middle of the field, like why? 
right? And then it's like, what happened? But it's same with the Elon Musk thing. Like, I feel like there should be like Fox and CNN should just literally sit there red and blue and just sit there and fire off questions because they're both controlling each side of a narrative and try and figure out what is actually going on. And if something is fishy, you got to pin these people to the wall. I don't care if it's right or left. So what's the mood? You're in Atlanta, Georgia, and Mm -hmm. today's your election day. And what time is it there? Six, seven, eight? Uh, it's eight, eight fifteen here. So your polls are closed. Um, what's the mood? I mean, what is what are people kind of feeling there? Um, you're you're a Georgian. It was it was it was interesting because when I went out to vote, I did early voting, and ever since 2016, I'm telling you, just more people had just come out in droves. Like, I mean, I was only in line for about 30 minutes. And I mean, it was, there was tons, I mean, there was tons of people out and it's so funny. I don't don't know if you could, you can almost look at somebody nowadays and figure out where, where they are. are. Yeah. Do you feel yourself doing that? Yeah. So I'm just looking around. I'm like, huh? Okay. But see putting the news. So the, the mood is, it's like the lesser of two evils because they're putting both sides are putting so many dollars into advertising. But the funny thing is, this is the funniest part is as a reporter, or if you're going to start a podcast, they give you the ammo, right? There's allegations that Herschel did X, Y, Z to his wife, Warnock, same thing. Right. So it's like, okay, if you have a podcast, go knock on these people's doors, set up an appointment in trying to fight for an interview and see what they say. Hey, Mr. Warnock, uh, Herschel just said X, Y, Z. Let like, can we just sit down for five minutes? They're so rehearsed and they have, the problem is to me, I think is their public, their pollers and their, their staff and all that. They know what we, what we want to hear more than we know what we want to hear. You know what I mean? These people go out and do research and find out what does the public want from you? And then they know exactly how to address it. So then nobody knows for sure what they're voting for or who they're voting for. And, 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 you know, and I think um, we, we had this conversation last night. So here's two men um, and both of them have had, you know, obviously serious past. Yeah. Yeah. Some zipper trouble. And, (laughs) um, and so here's, um, you know, what we were saying last night is, you know, maybe we need to bring morals back and, and, and be, be looking for candidates who actually, um, you know, I, I don't think everybody in the world is going out on, uh, you know, on people and, and find people that, that, that aren't corrupt. I mean, my wife and I are driving home from the gym today and we're going, you know, we're listening to the radio going, it, it's, everything is so corrupt right now that I don't trust. I don't trust anybody to tell me the truth, which is why we need more podcasts, I think, so people can go out, find all kinds of information and and have these kind of conversations, you know, like 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 with COVID. Where did it start? I'm not going to listen to the left or the right. I want to know what both are thinking. And then we should be going in there and finding out. And, and like the guy was saying in, the, in this COVID interview, he said, when you hear that they uh, apparently, according to what they had information and it's out there, is there were meetings going on early on with all these 12 top scientists, one of them Fauci, and having conversations. And they, the first 
thing that they saw on this paperwork that they admitted that they were saying it could have started there. Cause I, cause it's, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. They were doing that kind of research. I mean, it could have, and then two days later, it became not an option. It was gone. It was, and then they start looking into how much money is going into the research there. And, and the guy says, but see, then nobody asks any questions. They just cancel you if you bring that up, but we should be going, no, when hospitals are getting paid, like you said, thirty and forty thousand dollars for a patient that's COVID that dies, versus a just a regular old heart attack, um, and, and all of a sudden the numbers climbs, you have to ask your question. If you're if you're a human being with a rational brain, could they possibly be doing this for that purpose? Because and then people acted like I don't know about you, but when I'd ask that question, people go, they would never do that. Whoa, 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 wait. Yeah, they would. This is a ton of money. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is more money than people can honestly contemplate. Like I, we talked about this earlier. Like, I don't even. This might be news to some of your viewers. That was the the biggest story with COVID. Is these doctors were getting or these hospitals were being paid thirty to forty thousand dollars to mark their little sheet as of COVID or with COVID or whatever, regardless of right and left, like, don't you, like, if you got a $40,000 spiff, that that's incentivizing. So what do you think? I mean, they win twice. They get the money and they inflate the numbers. And then you've got corporate media, just fear mongering the crap out of people. And it's like, you need, it's like, if you say that, I mean, they'll they'll even throttle this one back if they want to, if they find it in there. And that's what Facebook user here is saying, Rick, these conversations are being censored in social media platforms. You guys, you don't even know. I'll have one month when I reach 2.3 million accounts. The next month, 187,000. Now I'm back up to half a million. Next month, it could be down to 384, uh, at 384,000. And, and, and this is supposed to be a platform where conversation is supposed to happen. And that's what I think we as the American people need to fight to get back to is going, you know, I, I'm not talking about that. That I, I'm not a, because I'm asking questions about COVID does not mean I'm a COVID denier. Exactly. Because I ask questions about climate change does not mean I'm a climate denier. Yep. Um, when I ask hard questions, what I find normally what I find that happens when I ask hard questions and people throw a label like hate, you're a hater, you're a racist, you're this. You're hiding something. You don't want something found out. And as a reporter, you're not scaring me. What you're making me do is want to dig even harder. And that's what we need working in media is people who are truly journalists, not just puppets on the end of a string, mouthpieces for the message of the masses. I'm so sick of it. I, I just, I could just scream. Yep. And it all comes down to money. Like the whole, yeah, like, do you know how much money Big Pharma made? Holy crap. And then it's like in masks. Okay. Like just everything associated with COVID just, it's the, that's the, what drives me crazy. It's so it's the answers right in front of our face. Just no one's doing anything about it. And right. it's like, even this conversation and the conversation we had earlier is probably going to get buried. People can label me as whatever it's. And I can't keep re- reiterating. It's like, look, regardless of where you stand, it's all about the truth. And it's like, you, you start a podcast. I told you this last time. It's like, follow the money. Like, do you think it's like just this, she comes to mind because I follow people on TikTok who follow her for stock options, but it's like Pelosi, right? Makes 
what, 200 grand a year, but she's worth like a hundred million dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. And her husband is in cahoots with like, it's, and it's not just her. Right. And people right. are like, Oh, he must be a conservative. Well, it's like, okay, there's people on the right doing it too. Like pin these people to the wallet. If you ever watch people questioning her about insider trading, she's shaking like a leaf. Somebody on here is talking. Let's, that's why you should listen to BS free MD. That's a account of ours and a, they're friends of mine. And I was talking to him today and they have a show coming up with a doctor, a local doctor who got his license take away for talking about um, COVID. Yeah, I I taught I did an interview uh with my doctor at the time saying how uh COVID was uh, affecting the entertainment industry because the entertainment industry has moved to Georgia too. And we had a great conversation about it, but that's the thing. I knew where she I could it's that's the thing. I don't know if it's just me, but it's like whether it was talking something about politics or something medical. I can usually smell like once you start asking questions and how people answer, you, you could tell if they're full of crap or not. And like, even if I agreed with her, I was like, okay, I know as my journalistic dude, I don't even like that word, but it's like, I don't, even, I don't use it anymore. I, I don't use it. Cause I believe it died a long time ago, but just in my, from an integrity standpoint, I would have to go talk to other doctors who felt the exact opposite way. Same with the jab, right? I have not seen one story from any outlet of why you shouldn't get it. But if you go on Facebook, there was a hashtag. I can't even remember what it was, but of all these people were having these like crazy side effects of what was going on. But then it's like, if you don't get it, you're shamed. Like they're shaming you for not doing it. It's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, let's just like hold on for a second. When, when did that become okay for well, here, here's another hypocritical thing? Um, I thought this was so interesting. Um, my body, my choice. Hmm, that's my fit. That's my unless unless yeah, it's with your medical it gets turned over. And so the same people screaming, my body, my choice for the for abortion are yelling at me because I want my body, my choice when it comes to a vaccine or wearing a mask. Yeah. And then they call me selfish. Well, I could turn around and say some things to you as well, but why don't you, why doesn't the logic work for you? If it's your body and your choice and you should be able to have an abortion, then shouldn't I be able to decide what, um, whether I'm going to get a vaccination or not, or, and without you ribbing me or shaming me or tearing down. I mean, I come have people who have, who have, um, I had some two people. I was doing a travel show with a, a, a band company, um, and Kathy and I were was real excited about it. These two f- fuckers <laughs> they they wrote the CEO of the company and told him I was an anti-vaxer and I was promoting people not getting a vaccine, which I've never done. I've never told anybody else what to do with their health. And we lost that contract. Now the van company says, no, no, no. We had a change of plan and ownership and blah, blah, blah. And maybe some of that's true. I don't know, but it sure is interesting that it happens um, after those two letters uh, go to them. And I only knew about it because someone called me and said, we got these letters. Can you explain this? I said, I've never said that, but once it's out there, so that costs us something that we were dearly looking forward to. So they are fuckers. And and when people do that, when they're costing you things and, and you're losing clients because of them um, and their lies, um, that's when I think um, I'm done. And then and then it's like, I'm not being nice anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't care what you think. Because now you're, no, now you're you, caught. 
Yeah. Now you're costing me and my business and my livelihood money. And that's the thing. Like we did like how many store, man, when you work in news, you do the same stories over and over. Like I remember doing, I remember doing stories on like the flea Halloween, Halloween safety, Halloween safety. Like if you don't know, not or Christmas tree safety, I'm sorry. And I know people, you know, die, but if you put candles on your Christmas tree, I'm sorry, you go into this place and mm-hmm. you, you you probably are going to die. <laughs> oh, I, I got one better, man. When I was in uh, Colorado, we did a story about when uh, the fall leaves, the fall leaves can be fatal was my headline. And there was this windy road and it was, it was, to be fair, it was stunning because it's Colorado and everything in Colorado is beautiful. Um, but people were getting in wrecks. But it was like from looking at the trees. Yeah, from looking at the trees. But what it was like one wreck, right? So it's like so people were getting in a wreck. Yeah. And and all of a sudden from looking at the leaves. So, so the leaves start yeah. off with haunted music and then trees with leaves coming down. No, I had I had some natural sound with like the wind blowing in the Colors. trees, like blessing <laughs> it's storytelling. And then, and then tragedy strikes. <laughs> You know, it's, it's ridiculous, but I'm telling you at least that I'll be honest, I would rather cover that than what's happening right now. And that's the thing it's, I keep saying, and I can't keep driving at home, especially with COVID and like your health, like you should quite literally, I need to coin the phrase, like question everything. There used to be a bumper sticker back in the day when you went into Eugene, Oregon, every hippie had one on their shitty Volvo that said, question everything, question authority. Uh, kill your television and don't trust big pharma. Now those Volvos should be driven by Republicans and all the, uh, and they've just switched camps. I mean, my Democrat friends from the old days were the first ones to add, they questioned every little thing to the point where it died. They questioned more than I questioned. Now they're the first ones to get in line and say, Rick, just, just do what they tell you. I mean, we can get this over with. How do you get something over with when it's a virus? You can't get it over with. You can learn to manage it. But how do you learn to stop it if you don't know where it started? And the same people are inconsistent because they don't. If you bring it up, and, and, and it makes me kind of wonder when people are that fast to shut you down, do you know something? Probably not. Are you afraid you were wrong? Probably do you think that you, maybe you made the wrong decision and I made a better decision because I asked a couple of questions? Maybe. I don't know. But that's when I the, the anger they have towards me asking a question is not just normal. Um, yeah. And I feel like it's much more than that. Yeah. And that's the thing. And I honestly, those people, even those people who canceled you, I'd want to talk to them because I, I have a theory of like what triggers somebody to do something like that to go after, to write a letter. Like, do you understand how angry you would have to be and like how much time you would have to do, but people say, Oh, that's dumb, but it's not because I think there, I have a theory that there is a psychological issue. Maybe those people were got picked on in high school. Maybe they're bullied. Like you never know. That's where it's like, but I didn't, I don't, I don't go and take people. You know what I mean? I think I, part of me kind of wonders, because I, you know, you look at all the crime that's going on and people like the killings and all the stuff Kathy and I were talking about this the other day. And you wonder, 
Um, somebody said, why would people get like that? Well, you locked them down for two years. We're feeling the pinch of inflation. We, people are, are cold. There's, we're, we're losing, we're insecure in our country because our president is, is not a leader. And, and, and you, so you've got a bunch of people we keep hearing on the news next year is going to just fall through the, it's going to be a horrible year and things are going to fall. So you got all this stuff going on and we've seen how government can control us. We, we allowed them to manipulate us. And so me, I'm sorry, you don't think that causes some mental illness and frustration amongst people. I think it causes a ton of it. And then, and then they got, and then they blame guns for killing people. Yeah. <laughs> like well, the, there's a lot of, you, maybe you did it with your decisions, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing, no matter what the hot topic is like guns, um, as far as people, like if you're anti-gun, it's like, you need to educate yourself on guns, like go talk to police officers, go, go shoot one, go through training, go through st like statistics. A lot of people who are anti-gun don't even know what the form is to get a gun or, um, what AR 15, what it, what AR and AR 15 actually right. stands for, or it's like, you just don't know people see this thing, but, and it's like, if, even with all these shootings, there's no solution. Same with race and everyone being oppressed. And like, like I hear they beat that drum. If it's like, okay, what companies are assist? Like if it's a racism thing, like there's like a lot of people, I hear it all the time that our system is systemically racist, which companies specifically. So I can stand right there next to you and go after them. This is right. once again, this isn't a race thing. This isn't a right, left thing. If you are a racist company, let's go after it. Well, if you, if you're, if you're doing certain, it's like, you need to question every, no matter what, like you get back to where we just stop calling people names and labeling them and just allow them to be who they are. I'm not a bad guy just cause I'm white. And mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I think every statue, I, I don't, you know, when, when, when they were tearing down statues, I said, why don't you quit tearing down statues and start putting up more statues of Hispanic and, and black leaders who did things. Why do you have to take away from something in or, rather than just add to? And I could never get a great answer except that they were racist and they came here and it was a slave. And da, da, da. Well, you know, I mean, people need to understand history. I think everybody should start listening more to Jordan Peterson. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, but then, I mean, it drives me crazy. Um, yeah. Or I, just have more conversations with people you're opposed. Cause I think over the internet, everybody seems like they're yelling and screaming at each other. But it's like, if you sat down, it's like, if you were to like go to like a family gathering, right. And let's just say there's the conservative uncle and the progressive child, right. If he starts going back and forth with that uncle at the whole dinner table, there's going to be hell to pay, right. There's, it's going to be anarchy, but it's like, what if, the kid just pulled him aside and was like, Hey, I know you're super good. And they just had a private conversation with two people, closed doors. Right. Like they could actually have a conversation, but when you're around people, if you've got an audience, it's like having the camera on, like that's when like the fights on people get super emotional and they're just not thinking clearly on both sides. So it's like, we just need to have, that's why podcasting, it's like, you need to have more conversations. And like you said, stop, labeling things but that's the, the this is hilarious because on both sides they do it left right. and right. right it's label 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 it's like wait what You're, it's like <laughs> waiting to discount somebody may says what happened to question with boldness now not even journalists are 
allowed to question this news is fluff. I, I think they part of that is the reason they don't is because they're unexperienced, inexperienced. They don't know what they're doing. They're fresh out of college. They send people. I, what, what they start doing in Eugene is just sending a cameraman out, which there's nothing wrong with a cameraman. They're smart people. But they I remember getting interviewed when I was running for office. And they said, what do you want to tell me? What do yeah. I tell you? I, I, you should be asking, you should come in there and say, you said this, what do you think of this? You should be asking me hard questions, but they're uneducated. They're not, they're not journalists. These are not no. people that know what they're talking about. They have no institutional history of a community. So what, what this meant or what that meant or anything like that. And so that, and that's what you're paying for. And that's what you get. I remember going to stories. I would love when they, when the person stopped talking and it was time to ask questions. That was my and, and I used to sit there and wait. Yeah. I always let everybody else ask their questions first because they were all I knew they were going to ask the basic questions and stuff. And then when the press conference was over, I always my the thing I love doing is I take a different spin on the story. I take a different angle because everybody else was going to do this. So then I'd go privately to the interview E and I would ask them my question so that the rather reporters didn't get my question because mine was a good question, I thought. And I thought theirs were all trivial. And so I that, and that's how I do my stories. And I love that. It was like, yeah, you know, if, if, if it's a, it's that's the fun part of the job. And now all you see is people going and going, what do you want me to know? You know, it was it was it was all. And as a like, that's the thing we talked about this a little, too, is like what a lot of people don't realize is the, with local news, unless you're at a national level, you are people at Walmart and home Depot are making more than those reporters are. Right. Okay. And then the photo, the photojournalists, look, I respect what they do. I'm not saying anything bad, but they are not trained. I'll, I never, I'll be honest. I been, I went to four different stations. They asked the softball questions kind of like you were, they just wanted to get the sound bite so they right. could get back and start editing, which is fair because that's their job. Once right. again, very clear, not dumping on photo on photogs, but it's like, that's what our job was, was to ask the hard questions right. and know when, if something is a little fishy, you can usually, if you've got, if you're a good reporter, you've got to, you've got to say like either, I think it's either have it or you don't. Because when I was in Colorado at the others, we were the number one news station and there was three of us and we were the NBC affiliate. The ABC affiliate had a couple people there from like Arizona state who had like great communication degrees and like went to the Walter Cronkite school of broadcasting. They were terrible. <laughs> like I am a college dropout and I went to a trade broadcasting school and I ran circles around them well, so it's just like you desire to do the job yeah and you just and that's the thing and everybody can and then not to be like i know that sounds terrible but it's like you're either you either got it or you don't and you just got to question everything it's just and you can't turn it off so when i was in la it's funny because i went from gloom and doom news like fires tragedy and like car accidents showing up to car accidents before the police would which was awful and then but then it's like i went to la and deal with mental health which right. is almost just as bad so i actually teamed up with uh paparazzi for a month i did one day turned into like a month long ride along <laughs> that world and i thought i would see i was trying to be smart because i wanted to interview these celebrities because i just wanted to know their story and like their skill and how they did all the stuff 
but to get to celebrities, it's like a lot of red tape. Like you got to go through agents, managers, publicists, like, and half the time they're not as friendly as people. Kind of like talking to a politician. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you can't get a hold of these people. So in my head, I thought I was being smart. I was like, okay, I can't ask what I really want to ask at these red carpet events. So, or these press junkets. So I'm going to just tail on the paparazzi. Cause I started talking to this guy. I was like, wait a minute. So like, I can ask him anything. He's like, yeah, dude, anything goes. I was like, really? Okay. So when Roseanne Bard from Roseanne made those comments on oh, yeah, Twitter, yeah. So get this, we go to her house in Marina Del Rey. It is like sharks, right? Sharks and minnows, like that pool game. I mean, these paparazzi are driving around in these jetted out Priuses, right? All jetted out, right? And there's the good paparazzi. And then there's what they call like, which you stereotype or paparazzi and they call them savages. These are the people that are hopping gates and like getting in your face and just for a reaction, we are swimming, right? And they're telling me it's like, well, this kind of it was like tailgating out in her neighborhood. Neighbors are getting pissed because we're everywhere. And I'm just thinking, I was like, hey man, well, do we make any money off of this? And he's like, well, to get like paparazzi money, it has to be an exclusive, right? So, which means we have to be the only one to get it. But if there's 30 of us here, yeah, no one's making any money. So I'm sitting there thinking, we're sitting there waiting for her to come out. And this car leaves, her nanny leaves. And I told the guy, I was like, Hey man, I was like, talk to the nanny. Uh, so well, that's the thing. I was like, my, the, the whole report thing kicked in. And I was like, I think we should follow this nanny. I was like, worst case scenario is like, maybe I can just chatter up and like sweet talk or so anything. Right. Just to get it. Because if you get the exclusive, the money is ridiculous. So I was like, He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, well, we're not making money anyway. Let's take, let's roll with it. We follow her for like two hours. Follow. Did we you, were did you ever get her to talk to you? So I'm getting there. So we, 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 we tailor a little bit and we get to like, we start passing like Huntington beach and garden Grove, And I'm just like, Holy crap. Like, where are we going? We stop at a Costco. Right. And she goes into Costco and I've got my Costco card. So I was like, huh, well, I'm, we went this far. I was like, what's she going to do? Right. So I'm like, just seeing what she's doing. Cause in my head, I was like, oh no. They, and she, oh, and I forgot they pulled into the back of the Costco. So I'm telling him he's got his camera with the lens. I've got my video camera. I'm like, dude, they're going to do a drop. Like, this is going to be a drop because she's like, they got to go somewhere. And I was like, oh, we do, we're up on this hill. And we're just waiting. I go into Costco, like Taylor a little bit. She comes back out and she is so anticlimactic. She just goes out and just goes home. <laughs> I was like, no, because in face. my head, I was like, I mean, we were in position because I was going to like TMZ run up and get her and we would have had her the next day the somebody some one of the other paparazzi got a tip off that she got to utah and that guy got the running out of the car like hey you said this guess how much he made one day how much 120 grand wow and i was like ah but he was like dude he was like that was a good idea it was like we it was either we made you're a better you're a better person for not getting yeah, yeah, because had I'll be honest, I say this all the time. Had I gotten that, I would have been addicted because 
you go from making no money to making 120 K like that, I would have been, it would have been, it would have been on, but yeah, it just, it was, he just told me it was a good idea. Cause I was like following my news and it's like, what if, cause had we got it, had she got coming out the door to have been like a hundred bucks. Yeah. It's just not worth it, but it's just like, you just got to like almost know. And I don't know. And that's why I'm troubled about like teaching this stuff. Cause it's like, you almost have to kind of have it. Like you could be as curious as you want, but you've got to know no matter what, how controversial it is. You always, especially in LA, uh, there are so many questions to be asked about that city and how they run things whole whole like if you could so, oh man it's bad believe <laughs> tomorrow morning everybody's in georgia is going to wake up and you're going to have hopefully an answer to this whole senator thing um, yeah that's kind of weird because is that kind of interesting to be in georgia i mean the whole country is kind of watching and and kind of people are kind of depending on people to get out and vote and do stuff you know um yeah it's it's interesting because it's this it's the same arguments though that I'm seeing online. It's the oh they're gonna cheat, the right's gonna cheat, the left's gonna cheat, and it's just like you. I don't see anybody talking about. No one's asking the questions like, is this a lesser of two evils? They're both being accused of certain things. So it's like the correct question would be to ask these pollers like, how do you feel about Herschel? Yada yada yada. How do you feel about Warnock? Yada yada. yada to get a real sense of like sense of what's going on but until you're out there like asking questions it's still the same like batter back and forth like it's still the right left argument which is crazy because it's like are people not just exhausted at this point with this right left stuff but that's that's the tone here and even though and it's weird because the media should be covering it it's not like it's it's not it's it's ridiculous oh we got somebody on here from georgia Catherine. she says yep we all know here in georgia that they cheat (laughs) yeah and that's the thing there i mean i am this is fun i'm completely out of time but you know what thank you you for calling me and texting me and letting me come on your show and then coming and having this conversation with people because i think it's just good for people to hear and remind them that you know it really is um it's a whole new world now and all of us can be journalists and be asking hard questions but we got to be fair you know Yep. And like just literally question everything. Like if something smell looks like crap and smells like crap, usually is. And let's be real, both sides are dirty. So can we just like agree on that? And then just like I said, just pinning these people to the wall, man. Like, come on. Thomas Jordan, thank you so much. Um, how do people get a hold of you if people want to know more about what you do? Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, even though I don't post on Instagram, I'm on Instagram. Like I do DMs, Thomas Jordan TV. You can look that up on YouTube as well. Uh, like I said, I teach people how to generate leads in their business with podcast interviews. But my deeper purpose is to show people just really how to ask really hard questions if that's the direction you want to go. All right. Jordan Thomas. Thanks, buddy. Nice seeing you. <laughs> thanks, Rick. Uh, see you later. So again, Jordan Thomas says, question everything. Go back to the old bumper stickers that used to be on the cars. Don't. Um, you guys, we, you really, we really can't change this. You know what I mean? Call people out. Call them on the carpet. They don't get to do this. Um, the media needs to cover the stories that are real stories. And if you don't see it, call them up. Tell them, why aren't you covering this thing with Elon Musk? 
And if they, if it, what are you going to do? Look stupid? It, it, it doesn't matter. Um, there's only one way is to demand that people start doing their job. So I'm going to play a little commercial for you real quick here. I'm just learning how to do this one. Um, Dr. Bratlin, uh, where are you, buddy? Oh, Chris Dennell, one of our sponsors. I don't have any video of him because, you know, he's always working on teeth. But listen to this. This is Rick Dancer. If you have dental insurance that is running out by the end of the year and you know you have dental treatment that is needed, call Dr. Michael Bratlin at Chris Dental today. They can get you in and get the treatment done before you lose those insurance benefits. You need a crown? They will get you in and seat an American crown within a week. My wife and I both trust Dr. Bratlin with all of our dental needs, so you should too. Call them today and they'll get you in right away. Thing you can do for me is share this on your page. Um, you just hit the share button because, um, like I said, Facebook throttles me back. Uh, they don't always like what we talk about, so they throttle it back. But when you guys share it, then all your friends see it, and one of them might share it, and that's what how that's how we all do this. And also pay attention to my sponsors. I can't do my job if I don't have people paying me, and that's how we get this thing done. All right, have a good night. Um, tomorrow night, um, I think it's going to be me. I think I'm going to do a little rant. I've got an idea. Um, I know. I know me. And then Thursday, Bill London will be here. Kim Stark will be here. Uh, Brian McSkimmon is our weatherman who gives you weather from Montana to Oregon. Um, he's going to be here as well with us. And who knows what else will happen. The world keeps turning. We're going to keep covering it. So uh, I'll see you later. And you guys on Instagram, thanks for putting up with not getting to see Thomas. You can come over on my page and see what he looks like. <laughs> he, he's, he's right there. You'll see him. All right. Bye, you guys. See you later.